theater kids and theater kids at heart. This is Ashlyn. And this is Molly. And today we have a special episode for you. We're going to triple up on shows, but talk about some dynamic duos. Yeah, I'm really excited. We've been wanting to do this one for a while. Yes, we have discussed this one and we've discussed doing each one kind of individually, but then we decided... Let's just, let's just throw it all in one. Let's just mix it up. But before we get started, before we get started, there are some, there just has been so much happening since we last recorded. Number one, Scamilton, the Texas Church Musical. Can we have a brief discussion about Scamilton, the Texas Church Musical? Did that happen since we last recorded? It has been. Yeah, we have. Um, I just look as a Christian and a theater lover. I'm just so confused. Shocking, honestly. As to how, not how. I mean, we saw the videos. They they did it, but just like why, you know. I want to. I want to know. I want to know how in a meeting somewhere, someone said, "Hey, you would be a great idea for our church." Let's put on Hamilton. <laughs> and, and then they, other people had to say, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, well, they had to have known, like they had to have somebody that was a theater person somewhere down the line. And like, why was the topic of rights not brought up? <laughs> I feel like that's... If you've ever done a show ever, you know that you have to get the rights. And it's so specific. Like, even when you attain rights, there are just things you can't do. Like, I don't know, change the lyrics or the general message of the show. Right. Like, you have to get permission to, like, cut a song. Yeah. Much less change the entire message. Yeah, anyways disaster it is a disaster embarrassing it's really embarrassing i was embarrassed for them um my brother my brother lives in texas my sister-in-law and i was like i almost when i found out about the the show it still had a performance left almost i almost texted them i was like y'all need to go watch this but i didn't we didn't want to support it but um i feel really bad as an educator and as someone who directs children's theater and works with teenagers and, and kids all the time, a lot of their cast were teens were yeah. and they're getting bombarded and just torn apart online, these kids. And kids do what the adults in their lives tell them to do. And it is not their fault that they were a part of this. Like, of course, there is a point in time where you take ownership of those choices and of understanding and no having the where for all wherewithal excuse me to understand that what you're doing is not right right however when you are a teenager and all the adults in your life are encouraging you to do this telling you it's okay you can't put the blame on those kids for doing the show and doing their best with it and like obviously a community theater production of Hamilton is not going to be good ever 
it's not going to be great. Like there, there will be okay community theater productions of Hamilton one day, maybe, but it's just not going to be like Broadway quality, especially if you're using teenagers, they're kids. Right. And so I urge you, those of you who are shaming Shambleton, as you should, it is a shame that they did that. Don't, don't drag the kids into this. Like, honestly, I thought the kids were talented. I just think that the idea is terrible. I, I just think terrible. they shouldn't have done it. I think the kids were fine. Like, whatever. They're talented kids. They're having fun. But um, just the whole premise was a, just a terrible idea. An absolute disaster. However, oh, I do thoroughly appreciate there's one TikToker that that keeps making new, like, <laughs> versions of musicals for the for this Hamilton church to perform like and she keeps like posting parody mm. songs oh, and every time i see one pop up i know i'm in for a good time what's her name hold on let me find it really quick because we gotta give her a shout out that's it is too good <laughs> i've sent them to you right yes it's <laughs> so funny oh my goodness my favorite my favorite thing that i've seen is the um the legally blonde the <laughs> illegally blonde and it's like this illegally blonde walked so scamilton could run <laughs> but i don't i think illegally blonde wasn't illegal no they, they got the rights to that it just was the show. <laughs> it just was poorly executed but um <laughs> just just felt illegal where's she at where's she at there it is do you remember illegal heathers which one is it? I don't know. Illegal Heathers was good. Illegal Mean Girls was was good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. It was like in like Mexico or something, because they were not like speaking English. Do you remember that? We, mean girls? Yeah, the mean girls one yeah. was like we don't know where it was, but it was somewhere where they don't okay, so this TikToker that's doing the the Scamilton things. Um her name is Izzy is trash, but she's not. She's hilarious. She's not trash. Izzy, how dare you call yourself Izzy, trash? Izzy, you're not trash. You're hysterical. <laughs> you're funny. Speaking of TikTokers, and as we move move along, um, hysterical times were had. I don't know if you saw the whole debacle, Molly, because I was on the, I was on <laughs> talking with uh, one of our one of our fans, one of our followers. Um, Audrey. <laughs> no, I didn't Audrey, see this. Audrey, hey girl, I know you're listening. She always sends she she DMs me and tells us about uh, when she listens to the to the pod. Hey Audrey. Audrey, answer or Instagram. Audrey's TikTok handle is I hate theater kids so much. She doesn't. She <laughs> is one. It's it's all a joke. It's Gen Z humor. We love her for that. But <laughs> Audrey. Audrey um, made a TikTok and she gave us a little shout out, which was so sweet. But she accidentally like green screen behind her another podcast that is a great podcast. You should definitely listen to it called Broadway Your Way, which in our defense, we did not see it. We, we looked, didn't know. We searched. We looked. We were like, this this name is is free for the taking. And then yeah. after we had done everything, done the first couple episodes, we found Broadway Your Way, oh, which is gosh. a great podcast. You should listen it to it. It is great. We love them. We they're, love them. They're our and sister. So, 
<laughs> so Audrey, Audrey posted, and she puts Broadway your way in the green screen behind her, but she's talking about us. And I sent her a message. I was like, hey, girl, um, that's not us, but thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, she we, was I felt so she, bad. She deleted her TikTok and redid it, and it was so funny. But um, Audrey also said, oh, yeah, were you going to say something else? I was going to say, we. I felt so bad because we literally branded everything. And then yeah, we found we, Broadway your way. We're like, oh no. But we didn't also, copy you on purpose. It's also a completely different concept. So I don't feel bad. Sure. I feel bad, but I also, it's okay. Like we're, we're, we're chill. We follow each other. We're good. But um, Audrey sent me, I asked her about, cause she was talking about the waitress episode. So I asked her who her like dream, one of her dream, like Dawn, Jenna or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. um, she said a really good one. She said a really good one. She said, First of all, shout out to her cousin Annie, because she says her cousin Annie would be a great Don, which I know people who would be great Dons. Shout out to cousin Annie. Cousin Annie, this one's for you. But uh, Audrey said she would like to see Elizabeth Teeter as Don. That's a great idea. Such a good Don, especially after seeing her performance at Broadway Broadway, Bryant 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 Park. Park. Yeah. So good, but Audrey, yeah. thank you for listening. We love you. Your her TikToks are so funny. They're so funny. She's one hundred percent a theater kid, and her TikToks are hilarious. And we we love her. Go, Audrey. All right, shall we? Shall we move on? We shall. We shall. Should do? Do we want to do last five years first? Yeah. Great. So we're doing three. We've already talked about it. If you looked at the art. At the beginning of the episode, you saw the three that we're doing, but um, one that we both feel like we know really well with a dynamic duo is obviously the last five years. I am Jason Robert Brown's number one fan. It is true. I can, I can, uh, I one can of my agree favorite with that. composers in the entire world. The parade at the New York City Center that's coming up. No one is more excited about that than me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm losing my mind over it. Parade is... We also called that cast. We 100% did. 1,000%. Bazillion percent. That was our idea. <laughs> they stole it from us. But we didn't record that. So we don't have record that it was our idea. Maybe it's on a text message somewhere really far down, but it was... I, I one... think we were on the phone. We were probably talking on the phone, but it was 1,000% our idea, so they yeah. should send us royalties. Anyways, that was a joke. That was a joke. Don't send us royalties. So let's talk about the last five years a little bit because I am obsessed with the last five years. I didn't know about the last five years until the movie came out when we were in college. That's when You I, didn't? I, I, was, I was just strictly a parade in 13 the musical girl for for a long time. I really didn't listen to it until the movie was coming out because I'm also 1000% a Jeremy Jordan girl. So Jeremy Jordan's involved in a project I'm in, I bought into the project. I'm there. I'm with you. (laughs) When the trailer for that came out, I was in the Walker Memorial building. (laughs) I was in the Walker Memorial building with our friend, McCallie. (laughs) Were you there? I maybe you were, were you there? I feel like I was. We, I know that McCallie was there because she was like, what is wrong with you? 
and I I pulled up the trailer and it was um, Jeremy Jordan singing um, "Moving Too Fast" and I fell in the, on the ground and like rolled. I think I was there. I think I was there. I was undone, and I was bought in <laughs> immediately. Um, I love the last five years, and when I taught high school for just a really hot second, I'm not a high school kind of gal. Like I like to spend time with the high schoolers for like a couple of weeks so I do a summer show with them but I don't want to hang out with them all the time they're a lot no offense yeah. high schoolers that are listening that I work with I love you guys <laughs> However, I live at the middle school that's where my people are but when I taught high school I used the last five years to teach plot because it's all I don't tell them anything about it I showed them the movie we cut out the parts that were not appropriate for school um, we just listened <laughs> and then, they had to put the story in order, in plot order, and it was a great teaching tool. So any high school teacher. Oh, that's there, really, that's awesome. You want to steal that, go for it. It blew their minds when they put the puzzle together because I told them nothing about it before we started. I said, we're going to watch this movie. Threw the movie on, blew their minds. It was so much fun. Um, so obviously Jason Robert Brown wrote The Last Five Years, and it has never been on Broadway. It's only off-Broadway show. It's a two-person show. Um, 2001 was its Chicago premiere, and then it was March of 2002 that it came off Broadway. Um, it's getting a, a production this year, or this coming year, it's going to be produced in Greece for the first time, oh. but something controversial and scandy-pandy about the last <laughs> five years is that it's inspired by his own failed marriage. So, That's right. I forgot about that. Um, Jason Robert Brown was married to Teresa O'Neill, uh, and it didn't work out for them. And Teresa actually sued Jason Robert Brown about the musical because really the story of the musical violated parts of their non-disclosure agreement with their divorce. So, like, she was like, you're, you're airing out all of our dirty laundry. We signed these papers. You weren't supposed to do that. Like, sued him on it. So, scandals. Anyways, but Jason Robert Brown sued her for interfering with his creative work after that. It was a, a mess. A mess. So, there was a legal settle settlement for both of the suits, both of the lawsuits, where when it was um, settled, Jason Robert Brown removed all the references of Kathy being Irish Catholic. So he took out all of the references of her being an Irish Catholic and changed a song, which both of the songs are great, but I do love the one that it got replaced with. I Can Be In Love With Someone Like You, which you can find on the interwebs. It is an excellent song, great song. Um, was replaced with shiss was replaced with shiksa goddess in order to reduce the similarities between Teresa and Kathy. I love so, shiksa goddess. Shiksa goddess is an excellent song. So, like, I'm not mad about it, but I could be in love with someone like you is also an excellent song. I love Jason Robert Brown. We'll say it 20 times before I end this. <laughs> I also love Jason Robert Brown. So yes. Bridges of Madison County is his best score. You can't prove me wrong. That's an opinion. 
but <laughs> it's a great score. I'm not mad about it. It is great. So it was Chicago 2001 off Broadway for the first time in 2002 in Chicago. Um, Jamie was a Fiero, <laughs> the Fiero, Norbert Leo Butts, and Lauren Kennedy was playing Kathy. Oh, I didn't know that. And Lauren Kennedy was replaced by Sharon A. Scott uh, yeah. during the run in Chicago. I thought Sharon A. Scott was there from the beginning. Nope. It was Lauren Kennedy. You learn new first. things every day. And then she was replaced. And then when they were off Broadway, um, we had the same casting there. There, It was revived off Broadway in 2013 with Adam Cantor and Betsy Wolf. There's a recording of that one as well. So there's a recording of the first off-Broadway in 2002 and then the revival in 2013 and it's appearing in Greece this coming year, 2023. There's been professional productions in Europe, Australia, Ireland. I know there's been in Ireland, UK. So it's a well-produced show. It's produced in community theaters really frequently it's a good like small space show it's it's easy to put on I would say it's easy to perform a two-man show is is a lot on an actor uh but it's an excellent score it's really cool if you don't know anything about it it's it's just about the dissolvement of a relationship over the course of five years and it moves backwards in time for the for Kathy for the the girl she starts the show at the end of the relationship they meet in the middle and then the end of the show it's her at the beginning of the relationship and for Jamie the guy it's the beginning of the relationship at the beginning of the show they meet in the middle and then it's the end of the relationship by the time the show ends which is something that some people hate but I, I love it. Love I love it. it. I think it's really cool. Jumping back and forth in time like that. I'm all about it. And it's when they meet in the middle. Like the next 10 minutes. Ugh. I can't. That's my favorite song. It's we beautiful. It. So let's talk about some people we would love to see. Let's do. This. First of all, I have to say that. I would love to see the movie cast do it on stage, even for like just as one, one thing. I know people hate on Anna Kendrick and that's fine. You don't have to like everyone I like, but I love Anna Kendrick and I think she was incredible in the movie and people also hate on the movie, but those people are haters and they can just be miserable by themselves. I love it. (laughs) But that's all I'm going to say about that. You don't even have to respond. I'll let the silence speak for itself. You, I don't care what anyone thinks. I love it. No, I think Anna's great. I um, she's a I just, gal. Yeah, I mean, I think she's great. She wouldn't be my first choice for Kathy on stage. That's I mean, she's not. But I she'd just, be great. She's not my first choice for Kathy on stage either. However, as a frequent watcher of the movie version of the last five years, I would pay big money to see them perform it live. I will say this: I have no complaints about the movie. Zero. Thank you. Zero. I think it was done very well. I think it was cast very well. 
when I listen to it, that's the version I listen to. And people can hate me for that, but it's okay. Oh, I listen to the Betsy, the Betsy Wolf version. If I had to pick a second one, I would pick Betsy. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Do you want to, we have a few pairs here. Hey, you go first, because I've been talking a lot. So my first, my f- the Jamie that immediately came to my mind was Corey Cott. I thought about. And that's not just because he replaced Jeremy Jordan and Newsies. I think that Jamie has to be very lovable because Jamie does some, some skanky things. Jamie is not a good guy. Not Jamie or Jamie. Not my husband, Jamie. We love him. him. Um, (laughs) Jamie in last five years. Um, And he has to be really lovable. So I picked Corey Cott. He was like the first one that came to my mind. And my Kathy for Corey is Krista Rodriguez. I think that her voice fits it perfectly. And I think she would act it so so well i saw krista in um first First date on broadway um so long ago i'm gonna be honest i didn't love the show as a whole like i thought that the performers were (laughs) i thought the performers were really really great it was very entertaining but like i didn't love the plot um but that character kind of reminds me of kathy a little bit um and i think that krista is wonderful she would be great. So yeah, there's my there's my first pair. That is a solid choice. And I Thank stand you. behind it. I'm Thank gonna you. take your Corey Cott because I I contemplated him putting him in this place and I'm going to present to you Austin Colby mm. Jamie. Which yes. I said I was gonna wait and cast him as a good guy. Something because his haunts, but he's so good. He's so good, and and you can argue that Jamie is a good guy in some moments in the show. Yeah, well, I mean, where you love him, the beginning, we're love. We see little bits of selfish sprinkled in there at the beginning, but you've got to. There's got to be a lovable thing, or you're not going to believe in this story. Like, right. You have to be rooting for both of them at some point in time. Exactly. And I love Austin Colby. I love his voice. He is such a dynamic actor. I've said it a million times and I'll always hype the Frozen tour cast because it was such a good show. Like, I will never, ever get over it. It was so good. I, I was genuinely shocked when Hans was evil. (laughs) genuinely shocked because I was I was so bought in to the hero and the the like good good guy gentleman Hans that even though I just closed the junior version of the show a couple of weeks prior and I've seen the movie (laughs) 20,000 times it was genuine shock when he when he betrayed Anna and I think I would feel the same way in the last five years and his voice is so good I just think he would be an incredible Jamie with the Kathy paired with him I put Ariel Jacobs amazing I love Ariel Jacobs she's so gorgeous number one she is such a good actress a princess Jasmine Mm -hmm. 
currently and about to close the between the lines on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Off Broadway, off Broadway, which is such a cute show. I've listened to a lot of music from it because they've been plugging it at Junior Theater Festival for a couple years now <laughs> and um, seen some clips from, from the off-Broadway production. And she's just, she's just really good. And I think she would bring a lot to Kathy. And I think it would be mm-hmm. something different that we haven't seen her really portray. Like she's always, yeah. we are used to seeing her as this, sweet and pretty pretty princess and Kathy she is ingenue girl yeah Kathy's a different breed she's yep. a different kind of character than what we're used to seeing Ariel in and she is so good like I think the two of them together would be such like I would I would love to see that show I would love to see that show I'm here for it anyways um it's funny that you said Ariel Jacobs did you have because a- I have Adam Jacobs as Jamie um, for my second duo. Um, I love Adam Jacobs. Again, like very, very lovable. He always plays lovable characters. He just seems like a nice guy. He's fantastically talented, of course. But like, again, when I was picking Jamie's, I was like, it has to be somebody that I like. Um, But I can just look at and be like, oh. So Adam Jacobs paired with Teal Wicks. I love Teal Wicks. Um, she is a very versatile performer. She's kind of like indie, edgy girl. And I really would love to see her play Kathy. Um, Teal's Alphaba was like vulnerable, yet like always had this wall of defensiveness up. And I feel like that is Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And I just like would really love, I would really love to see and hear Teal as Kathy. And I think paired with Adam, it would be, it would be great. Vocally, that would be just chef's kiss. That would be great. Out of this world. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of chef's kiss vocals, my next pairing for Kathy and Jamie is someone that I think they just need another they need a theatrical moment together because they've had their film moment together with Aaron Tveit and Samantha Barks Mm, yeah yeah I I just feel there's not much left to be discussed about that it just it just works it would be fantastic be fantastic and they didn't really get to be in the a lot of the same stuff you know Lemez, he was on Joros good they were they were the stars of that of that film but they were 100 percent the vocally carried that film both of them and i would love to see them on stage together and i think that their dynamic as kathy and jamie would be just incredible that's brilliant thank you i know do you have do you have one more pair i do have one more pair do you want me to share okay cool no i i actually have one more as well you do yeah great go for it um joshua henry and aisha jackson 
Is that yours? No, but I had them and I I switched out at the last minute. <laughs> oh man. Um Joshua Henry's so lovable and just like can sing whatever he wants. And then Aisha Jackson. I love her. If anybody is wondering who Aisha Jackson is, she was the standby for Anna in the original Broadway cast of Frozen. And she was also in the original Broadway cast of Waitress. And, and she just was in Paradise Square, right? She was, yeah. She was the standby in Paradise yeah. Square, I think. Or she the was. alternate. Um, but my favorite performance of Aisha Jackson is Ragtime at um, Ellis Island. And she played Sarah. And you all need to pause this and go watch the video of her singing your daddy's son. So I, yeah. I did. The reason I took them out is because I feel like I've cast both of them at least twice already. So oh. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should mix it up. And then I had a great idea. And my great idea was let's pull. And I got this because the Into the Woods revival uh, new cast announcement with um, Stephanie and, and Sebastian. Sebastian as the baker oh and the baker's wife. And I said, married Broadway couples who would murder this show. And I said, Christina Alabato and Bob Lindsay. Oh, that is brilliant. Yes. I thought you were going to say Sebastian and Stephanie for a second. And I was like totally on board with that too. But Christina and Bob, oh, that's really good. On that note, Allison Luff and her husband. I don't know his name. That would be a good one too. Me too. I I, I love her. I adore her. That's good, Ashlyn. Christina would be such a good Kathy. She would be such a good Kathy. Like, oh my gosh. Her Gretchen was hysterical, and Gretchen's a little bit um, how do how do you say it nicely? Vocally underwhelming. I mean, but yeah. she wasn't. She's powerful. Christina's got a powerful voice. She does have a powerful voice. And she's so like personality-wise, Gretchen is unstable, right? She's she's a she's she's a time bomb. She's going to blow up at any moment. And yes. Kathy is she's got her moments where like she's trying to hold it together. She pow, pow, I just can see it. I see Christina. My in my mind, the best numbers in that show would be the next 10 minutes, obviously, would be, I mean, fall on the floor, incredible. But um, see, I'm smiling. Christina yes. Alvaro, see, I'm smiling. That would be like, so good. Take my money. I will buy a ticket to that. Just for that one song, I would come for that. So, but those are my last five years choices. They're really good. Wow, those are some good options. Here's one too. They were Thanks, also girl. you had three of my ideas, so obviously they were good. Amazing. <laughs> let's let's go to your to to the Molly centric, Molly okay. centered show now because I've been talking a lot, and I have okay. a burrito I want to eat. So cool. Tell us, tell us about sideshow malls. So sideshow is. I feel like it's kind of a, a cult classic, like a 
I don't know. I feel like it's in the same genre as like Carrie with like fans and stuff. Um, so Sideshow is a musical about a set of conjoined twins who become famous stage performers in the Great Depression. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know this show super well. Like, I did some research here. I love the music in this show. That's what I know about it. I have not ever seen this show on stage because it's not really done that often. Um, But I have watched the Tony performance of Sideshow from 1998 so many times with Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner. Um, And I just, I love it. I love this musical. I love the music in it. Um, and I wanted to cast it because, like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a female duo, and this is the musical yeah. for female duos. Yeah, I just love it. Like, gives us some good, the, one of the most iconic duets. I will never leave you. It's incredible, and I would be lying if I said that I cast the show on anything else other than thinking of these women singing, I will never leave you together. So there's that. Um, So this musical opened in 1997 and I don't think that it had an out of town tryout. Um, I can't find anywhere that it did. Maybe it did. If you know that it did, please let me know. Um, But it opened in October of 97 starring Emily Skinner as Daisy and Alice Ripley as Violet, the twins. Um, Also didn't realize like how amazing this cast was. Until I looked at it, Norm Lewis was in it, Hugh Panero was in it, Jeff McCarthy and Ken Jennings. It's a small cast. Um, And there was not a major production after it closed, which it got good reviews, but it closed after like 91 performances. Or wait, yeah, after 91 performances. And um, it did not have another major production until the Kennedy Center in 2008. Starring Jen Colella and Lisa Breshka, which is... Wait! I've never seen I, anything from that. I have not either. I did not know that this existed until today. And I looked it up and I was like, oh my god. Um, Lisa Breshka must have come... I don't know. I haven't looked it up, actually. Lisa Breshka like, came straight off of Wicked to do this. And Jen Colella, I mean, for the love, Max Von Essen was in it. Bobby Steggert was in it. Michael McElroy was in it. Same. I mean, we were like in middle school, but. um, I feel like I should have found this before this moment, though. This is so many of my people. I know. It's it's iconic. Um, And then it had a Tokyo. It had a Tokyo production and it had a Broadway revival in 2014. And it did not run for very long, which was sad, but it was starring Emily Padgett and Aaron Davey, who look very similar. Yeah. It was frightening. Um, And then I didn't know this also until today. Um, London, I guess it was the West End. It just says original London cast, but I think it was on the West End. Um, Louise Dearman was in it, who is one of the only women to play both Elphaba and Glinda. Principal Alphaba and Glenda, Louise Dearman and Laura Pitt Bulford. I don't know who that is, but um, I'm sure a girl she's wonderful. Who can do both, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so I just—that's kind of like all I have to say. It hasn't really been produced very much. It's not really that popular, but I love the music that um, was written by 
Henry Krieger or Krieger and lyrics and book by Bill Russell. Um, but it's actually based on a true story, which I don't know if I've read up that. On it. It yeah. is it's so sad. It's very sad because they basically were like in a circus. They're like at a freak show. Yeah. Um so I don't know if that's politically correct, but like th- there it is. Um so anyways, it's a sad story, but the music is gorgeous and you guys should all go listen to it because it's great. But I have a few pairs. And by a few, I mean like I'm constantly thinking of pairs. Molly will call me at two o'clock in the morning to tell me a pair that she's come up with for Sunshine. That is so true. I have a lot and I'm just going to roll through them because I don't think that I can pick three. Okay. So number one. Ashlyn could predict this. The Mueller sisters. Yes, I was about to it say has, it You have to. You have to say the Mueller they sisters. They literally look exactly alike. They look the same. I think Abby's both... taller. But well, I don't That can care. be fixed by a pair of shoes. They are vocally immaculate. Right. So the Mueller sisters. There it is. Number two, the Suskauer sisters. Again, vocally just would be insane they also look very similar which is, makes sense because they're related um they would be fabulous talia and becca suskauer fantastic um yes. next one i already mentioned this name but i'm gonna do it again caroline bowman and allison luff yes similar features they look alike enough put, throw a wig on them they'll be fine um Two next yes this one came to me probably at 2 a.m. And I just, I can't stop thinking about it. Cynthia Rivo and Joaquina. I don't Are know how to say her last name. Joaquina. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I would be deceased. I don't think that, I don't think that like realistically anyone would be able to handle the vocals there. I think that the the theater would explode. Yeah. I think that the Tony Awards would like they would be like, Bust. yep, we can't have any more Tony Awards after this. This is too this is too much. No one else gets awards. Um, okay. The next one, of course, Michaela Diamond because I, I love her. We yes. all know this, and Lauren Allred, girl that sings "Never Enough." Yeah, I'm there with you love her so good. um and my last one sorry i have so many That's my okay. last one is jessica vosk and carrie manalakis amazing <laughs> amazing um i could probably think of 40 more if you wanted me to but i did find i also have a tiktok duo okay um mia jarakis aka board belter yeah and um megan neum i knew you were gonna say that yeah i knew it before you said it and that is a great idea she's there again like i don't think we could i don't think that we could handle how amazing that would be so um i hope that you all enjoyed all of my duos i i also hope that you know that this brought me so much joy to say these out loud so we're here for that you. is sideshow for me. 
We're here for you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashlyn. You're welcome. I love that. Thanks. It's fantastic. Is it my turn now? It's your turn. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have been dying to do dogfight, but Molly's like, man, I don't really know that one. I love dogfight, but you I do, don't know but it well. You don't know it well. Before I get into the the duo casting that we're working on here, I have to say that the title song for Dogfight, Annalie Ashford, vocally, every time I listen to it, and I listen to it frequently I'm floored like that Annalie Ashford has done so much and she is just top tier we love we love yeah she's very versatile so she is the epitome of a performer who can do anything like play any character she's amazing that has to be my favorite moment for her vocally ever of all the things that Mm. she's done is that that song like it is it's incredible I don't know what it is about that that just gets me but every single time I hear it it comes on in my car I'm like yes it is so good like it's it makes me like need to pull the car over because I'm having such a spiritual moment but (laughs) that we're not casting that that role so I just needed to say it before I got started on, on Dogfight. So Dogfight is a musical. It's a Passing and Paul musical with a book by Peter Dodgson. It is an adaptation of a film, 1991 film called Dogfight. Uh, it premiered off-Broadway at Second Stage in 2012. And it had its European premiere in 2014. So this is another one. I picked two musicals this week that are not actually Broadway musicals. <laughs> Neither one of them have been That's fine. on Broadway, which is totally fine. We love off-Broadway. What's the difference between Broadway and off-Broadway, Molly? We've been talking about this in my class this week. Um, the difference between Broadway and off-Broadway is a Broadway theater has over 599 seats. 499 seats. You lost... Yes, it's 400, 499. It has to have 500 or more seats to be considered a Broadway theater. 499, and I think it's 499 to two, I can't remember actually, is off Broadway. And then there's another cutoff that makes it off off Broadway. So it's, it's literally solid. the size of the house. It's the size of the house, not the location of the house that makes it a Broadway theater. So whatever. It's off Broadway musical starring one of my favorite all time top five favorite of on stage duos Derek Klina and Lindsay Mendez. It's, it's incredible. A, a wicked moment that we love to see. Uh, once this again, pre this was before they were in Wicked. Yeah, but they are they are a wicked moment still. They are a wicked moment for me. Everything circles back to the Frozen tour, Wicked, or Mean Girls. Or Legally Blonde. I've got four things yeah, that I circle back to about for everything I do. It's pretty on brand. <laughs> it's okay. Same. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's who I am. I shan't apologize. So it opened in 2012, Second Stage Theater. It had Derek Klina 
and Lindsay Mendez, Annalie Ashford. Those were the people that mattered to me that were in it. <laughs> but there were other people in it too. They matter. Okay, so the premise of the musical is that Eddie, who's a Marine, he just got back from Vietnam. Just got back from Vietnam, heading to San Francisco. He remembers this girl, Rose, and a night that he spent in San Francisco many years earlier. So, like, that's how we start off the show. And then we go back in time, and it's the soldiers. They're playing a game. Everyone puts in 50 bucks. And the one who brings the ugliest date to the party wins the whole pot. So Eddie meets Rose. And Rose is meant to be this just like really shy girl who's got a lot of like, she's just, it's it's hard to say nice. She's insecure. She's super insecure, but she's supposed to be ugly. Like the premise of the thing is that they're supposed to find the ugliest girl, which is hysterical that Lindsay Mendez is playing this role. Right. Because Lindsay Mendez is beautiful. Drop dead gorgeous. So yeah, just putting that out there. But she's a super shy little waitress girl, super sweet, and she wants to go on her first date. And so she's so excited when she gets asked out by this super handsome Marine. Like and goes through it's it's this gorgeous journey for like you watch her become confident and she goes on this date and they end up both kind of like actually like each other and then it all falls it's just it's so good it's such an interesting um, show to watch look it up listen to the listen to the soundtrack so I have some great the. I think the most popular song from it, besides Nothing Short of Wonderful, which is the Rose character just really lamenting on this night when she's gone out on this date and she feels like a normal girl and it's just really sweet, is the duet. The dun dun. Bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum. I want to make sure I call it the right thing because I, yeah, it is first date last night. I said last night, first date. First date last night is probably the most iconic duet from this show. And so I kind of went off of that. Like, who do I want to see perform this song together? Share. These are my ideas. I'm so excited right now. I don't think you understand. For Dogfight. And number one is Katie Garrity. She's about to replace Julia Lester as Little Red in Into the Woods on Broadway. Oh, yeah. She played Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray before she's, she was somehow a part of the Ratatouille musical, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. I saw the press release. Yes, with Jonah Platt. That's that's brilliant. 
that's literally brilliant. Thank you. I would not have thought of that, but that's a really good one. Yeah, we know the Platts love some Pasek and Paul too. I, I was going to say that, like, <laughs> realistically, would the Platts pick, would Pasek and Paul pick Jonah Platt? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's really talented, so. Yeah, he's very tall. He lo- he would, yes, he's convincing for that character. He's super tall and fiero for that character. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, you kind of got to have a Fiero there. You do. So my second choice for Dogfight would be Ali Stroker as Rose. Oh my. Sorry, go on. That's so good. I know it's so good. So like, especially people who really know Ali Stroker from Oklahoma, it's easy to think of her as this strong and like powerful presence on the stage, which she absolutely is. But if you've ever seen her Olive from the 25th annual Putnam County's Falling Bee. Oh my gosh. Her sweet and sensitive is just as amazing as her powerful. And Rose has both like big and more quiet moments in dogfight. And I think that Ali Shroker has the perfect presence for that. Yeah, I that is amazing. And I've cast her before, but I don't care. She's great. I'll cast Fine. her we're, We've done so many. We, we're recasting people at this point. We are. And I'm going back to the Into the Woods revival. I saw a video somewhere. I'll try and find it and send it back to you. The understudy for Rapunzel's Prince at the end of the woods revival right now, Alex Joseph Grayson. Okay. Eddie. I'll find a video and send it to you so that you Please. can have reference. But he's really, really. I trust you though. He's super handsome, which you have to be to play the super handsome Marine, I guess. And he's super talented. And I would like to see him in that role. Yeah. And now circling back, finally, we're going back to the Frozen tour. Um, I would love to see Mason Reeves. Oh, Mason. Just going to start a Mason Reeves fan club because I want to see him play everything right now. Me and Abby will be the first to join. I'll send you guys information cards soon. Uh, but Mason Reeves with Naomi Rogers. Naomi oh. Rogers is taking, is, she's starting the Tina musical, Tina yeah. musical tour that's coming out. And I wasn't planning to go see the Tina musical tour because I had my perfect moment with that musical. Right. And I was like, eh, I don't think I want to see it again. Like, I feel good. Like, I feel like I've, I've had my moment and I don't want to see it again because that was great like do I I'm not saying I didn't love the show I loved the show like that's just that was my moment and I don't know if I can top it but I think I'm gonna go see it you (laughs) should Naomi Rogers and um Zirin that I cast before are sharing the role of Tina on tour which is so smart that they cast two Tinas because it's a hard role oh my 
It's so demanding, physically, I vocally. Imagine ever carrying that much of a show. It they go through her entire life, basically, like her entire professional life. They start off with a little baby Tina to a teenage Tina, but the like one actress plays Tina from the time she's 15, 16 till she is in her 50s. And what? The vocal <laughs> demands, the physical demands, every everything that goes with that role is mind-blowing. I don't know how anyone could sustain it, especially with it traveling. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. But Naomi has such a powerful voice. Um, and I'd like to see her play that role. It's such a it's such a good look into the way a girl's mind works because even girls who are gorgeous and look the way that the world tells you you need to look like inside I think every girl has had moments where they felt like just the ugliest girl in the room you know yeah it's it's such a thing that it's such a universal female experience honestly yeah I would love to see someone like Naomi like bring some see what they bring to that I mean I think that that role is very special because everybody has their own insecurities and it you have to bring that to like that's what's going to show on stage you know it's like terrible as that sounds but and really and truly if you can play Tina Turner in the Tina Turner musical you can literally do whatever you wanted right <laughs> right you, can, you, you are can a super you're a superhero any role you ever wish to have and they should just hand it to you and thank you for showing up I think that's I I agree it's such a it's a crazy demanding role yeah those are my choices I love I I do have to say though I am willing and I went back and forth to switch Christina and Bob into dogfight and put Jonah and Katie in the last five years too like uh, to Jonah me, would be a really good Jamie Jonah would be a really good Jamie so like I put the I moved those that pairing back and forth about three times before I landed where I was <laughs> so, I have another last five years pairing did it just come to you Jamie and Molly Blackman absolutely every I'm time kidding, you, it, was, it would be horrible I no, I would buy tickets to that for sure you would be the only one I would you be in front row I would wear a t-shirt with your faces on it. Um, I Every time you say Jamie on the phone, I always sing that song. Jamie's over. So sad. I like try to sing that song sometimes just for fun and it just makes me really sad. So I don't. <laughs> I think of I think of you guys every time I sing it. Oh gosh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's because his name is Jamie. It has nothing to do with it anything else. It's spelled differently. It's fine. There's one letter difference, so. Correct. It's <laughs> enough. Uh, should we talk about some some more TikTokers? I know you pulled some in. Yeah, I have show. a TikTok last five years as well. Go for it. Go for it. Um, wait, I just had a really good idea for another last five years. Jamie, I don't know who I'd pair him with, but Willem Butler. That's all I have to say. We love um, Willem. Willem can also do whatever he wants. 
Um, okay, my TikTok last five years, I've cast her before, but she's she popped up on my feed again. Allison Winkle as Kathy. Right. And Liam James as Jamie. I liked him, or I saved his video on our TikTok, but he's really, really great. He's a, a very good tenor. He is a good tenor. I also have a TikTok, Kathy. Um, Katie Lemon, I think it is. L-E-M-M-E-N. She, okay, I'll have to go look. I have it on our on the favorited videos. Okay. She sang at 54 Below with John and Lynn Saxer a couple. Oh, okay. Like, I think it was this week or last week. And I, the video I have saved is her at 54 Below singing um, Changing My Major to Joan from Fun Home. <laughs> love it. She's so good. I would love, I think she would be a great copy. And then I saved someone that I thought would be a great rose too. I'm finding them. Miranda Elloway. Uh, Yes, she, I've heard that she, name. She always, she's always playing. There here she is. I'm going to show you. She's always playing the. Oh, yeah. Playing the yeah. piano. I know she's who that is. She's got a really soft, beautiful voice. Yeah. I think she'd be a great rose. You know, who would be an incredible rose? Our girl, Abby Freeman. She would be a great rose. Abby. I have heard her sing Pretty Funny in it is fantastic so yeah i liked that that was fun that was fun good times triple triple castings of dynamic duos yeah two three one two three one episode one two hour. people <laughs> three shows wow three bucks two bags one me same thing same thing Yep. <laughs> well, done. Yeah, that's, it. that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on this episode. So fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. Send us your stuff. Be be like Audrey and send us your your ideas. We love it. Audrey is the goat. Audrey's the goat. This episode is dedicated to Audrey. <laughs> Uh, we're just being weird now people like her that keep listening to our podcast because we like making them and we're glad you like listening to them yeah keep it keep it up keep it up and we'll hit you up next time with another with another discussion of casts and and musicals and, and we might even throw in some commentary on some broadway tea you know it. You can always count on us <laughs> <laughs> to speculate from Instagram. Um, anyways, on that note, <laughs> this is Ashley. This is Molly. We'll see you next time. <laughs>